From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, some Super Bowl takes. I turn into an old man with a fist shaking at a cloud and parachute or patience for the basketball program, men's program. Wake Up Board Champ, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com. That is the website. You can head over there, check out what's going on, or I can tell you the daily lunch special, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and on Mondays, Build your own burger. Comes with a side dish as well. Only $8.99, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. All burgers. Serve with your choice of straight fries, curly fries, onion rings, potato salad, broccoli, side salad, tater tots, or freshly cooked potato chips. These burgers, high quality. High quality beef in them. You'll love it. They're delicious. Half pound black Angus burger. Corner pocket bar and grill. Warchant.com, Ultimate Semble Sports Source. Thumbs up, please. Thumbs up, please. Five-star ratings, reviews, subscriptions, YouTube, $29.99 for the real thing, the real McCoy, Corey Clark. Mm. You, the real McCoy. How are you, Corey? As we record this, we're working for you folks on a Monday. Who loves you, Corey? Mm. Busy being a dad, socializing. Uh, We're doing a bathroom renovation over here at the Midtown offices. It's just chaotic, but... We figured we'd get together and talk for a little bit at least. How are you, Corey? After the Super Bowl, too. And uh, shout out to, again, I, I brought him up on the last show, but Bill Hayes, Corner Pockets uh, owner uh, and, a, and a friend of the show, friend of the family, obviously, um, got to see a great Super Bowl. He That's was great. out there in Phoenix, uh, got to see the the waste management on Saturday, and then saw, man, I thought that was one of the better Super Bowls in my lifetime. That was a great game. That was a really fun game to watch. But, well, yeah. So, I, I don't want to come on and be the contrarian. In all, in all full disclosure, I wanted the Chiefs to win, but even that mm. made me feel a little dirty, especially because I'm the guy that's like, how do you want people to stop teams in this day and age? You get, you, you gotta let them. You, you can't play defense anymore. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't do X, Y, and Z. Um, and you know, you can't grab jersey. But in that moment, you know, it's the whole. Do you call the the foul in a tie game yeah. as the guy's going up for a shot, even though you, you, you would call that in the second quarter, you would call that in the first five minutes of a game. Do you call in the last five seconds? Um, I don't know. Is that going to mar the game? I mean, we're not going to talk too much about the, the Super Bowl. Shout out, though, uh, to Chiefs, Josh Kando, Derek Nottie for getting a Super Bowl ring, though. So that's cool. Sure, yeah. And Nottie's got two now. He joins yeah. a select company in Florida State history. It's like uh, JT Thomas got four with the Steelers. I think Brian McFadden, Brian McFadden got two with the Steelers in the in the aughts. Yeah. And then there's somebody else that got a couple. But yeah, there's not many Florida State fans that are Florida State former Florida State players that have multiple Super Bowl rings. So congrats to Nadia on that. Yeah, man, I would have preferred it to end a little more cleanly than that without any real controversy. Um, but yeah, man, I, I thought um I mean both quarterbacks were really good. Um I thought um the two things I liked at the end of the game, when we talk about how much football has changed in my lifetime, number one, there is zero chance, in my opinion, that in 1992, if a defense was in the same situation the Eagles were in, 
in the last two minutes of that game, <laughs> they would have allowed a right. guy to just score a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And there is less than 0% chance in 1992 that a running back that's being allowed to score a touchdown would then take a knee at the one. But, man, it's good to watch smart football. Yeah. It just is. I just – you guys know me. You listen to my my theories on clock management. That I just love that. I love seeing – and uh, shout-out to McKinnon. He went to Georgia Southern. I'm a former Georgia Southern student. Caw-caw, it's, caw-caw. That's how we roll in Statesboro. Nothing but the nation's brightest in Statesboro. So, man, that was that was just really cool to see. Um, and then the game itself, yeah, was I would have liked it to come down to, um, you know, I don't know, the Hail Mary actually getting to the at least the 10. I mean, come on, Jalen. That was crazy. Brady could throw the ball for – I don't know if he was hit. I never saw a replay. I don't think he well, – I don't know I don't think is. he was either. Yeah. And I was yeah. telling them – because I was at a party, I'm like – they're like, no, he can't. He can't throw it seventy yards. I'm like, he can get it close. I bet he's a big, strong dude. He he's we never, hear every other minute he'll that he never can be able six hundred pounds. He was never going to be able to throw it any further than he would in that moment, last play of a Super Bowl in desperation, right? And like I loved how he set up too. Like he he kind of stood there. He let them get down the field. He yeah. worked himself up. I'm like, oh man, he's going to let this thing loose. Turn it up, yeah, yeah. It's going to be in the middle of the end zone, and then it landed at the 29. <laughs> I mean, it was just crazy. Um, and I, you know, look as a I'm I'm an Atlanta sports fan, so the Phillies, Philly fans have losing a Super Bowl and a World Series like that in four months. It doesn't make me. Uh, it doesn't make me frown. But I do feel I always feel bad for fan bases that have well, no, the Eagles just won a few years ago, right? Yeah, so I don't feel too bad for those season, fans. I think, maybe. Um but yeah, it was I just thought it was a good game. But I, I understand the people that I know the kid came out after the game, uh the D B for the Eagles and said, Yeah, I did hold him, it was holding. He actually admitted uh, it. He's like I was hoping they wouldn't call it, but they did. Um but yeah, I mean it, you see stuff like that in every game that doesn't get called. It was a pretty big moment for that. But you know, you're supposed to ref like you would you know, that's what they say, right? Shouldn't matter if it's the last minute of the Super Bowl or the second quarter of a game in October. You should, If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. I thought it was a penalty, but I know that I've seen worse not called. So I can understand how it would, how it would bother uh, Eagles fans for sure. Over under one and a half touchdown receptions by, by Florida State receivers running that route that's now going to be installed in every offense's playbook, the whole – Going the pump in motion. fake on the, on the motion? Going in motion, stopping, and then cutting back against the grain. I saw that. I'm like, man, Mike Norvell is totally going to run that with I was going to say, there's a, chance, or... uh, there's a chance Ja'Kai Douglas leads the nation in touchdowns <laughs> next year. I mean, because the first one was so open. Yeah. I think the thought is, yeah, let's try that again from the other side with different DBs and see if they fall for it too, and absolutely yeah. they did. That was There's never been two, more, two easier touchdowns um, in, in Super Bowl history. I mean, that was – and also – Anybody listening to this show could have thrown those passes. That's the beauty of sports, too. Like, Mahomes makes some incredible throws, but those those weren't it. Anybody could have made those yeah, throws. Yeah. And uh, it, just coaching matters. Uh, the uh, Evaluation matters. I mean, you look at the Chiefs and all the players they lost. They had a bunch of rookies playing on the defense, at least in the secondary. And, uh, yeah, man, I just they, – they played well. And it's a, it's a bit of a shame that – I think the only two times that Florida State players' names were mentioned was when they when they jumped off sides <laughs> right. for first downs. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, still it's awesome that they were there, um, and that it was it's great that Naughty got a second Super Bowl. He's a friend of the show. He is. He is. And look, man, he got that he got that wake up war champ bump. Mm. You come on the show, there's a good chance you're going to win a Super Bowl ring. The the antithesis of the Madden cover we are 
Maybe next, hey, maybe next time Josh Sweat will make <laughs> yeah. an appearance and he yeah. can actually win one. I'm going to send an email to that Eagles guy. Like, hey, look who we got on our show. They, yeah, yeah. two-time Super Bowl champ Derek Naughty. I was thinking about By our the guy. way, I, I wanted to, so what was the over-under on the Stapleton anthem? Oh, Wasn't it 204? Something like that, 203, 204, yeah. See, I thought you said 204, So, and you also said the thing about the cleavage, right? Yes. So at this party we were at, I brought, I brought those two prop bets up. One was Stapleton over-under at 204 for the anthem. I timed it. Aslan, I'm telling you, it was 203 on the nose. Oh, my gosh. He was under by a second. And then, obviously, Rihanna showed no cleavage the whole the whole time. So, it, with that, we pregnant. were split right She's down pregnant. the middle. Congratulations to her. She's got another yeah. one on the way. And I, I, thought, I, I hate to be morose. I really do. If she's some, and I know she was anchored to that platform that was 200 feet in the sky. And I hate to be morose, but if she somehow trips and falls off that thing, and perishes. Do they play the second half? <laughs> no, I mean Demar Hamlin stopped the game. He lived. So, but do what do I mean? It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's true. What maybe do you do? They come just, back on Monday, they have, Monday they have afternoon. Artificial intelligence have like some AI program hologram of her. Like, oh, she's all right. Here's a tape recorded message, and they just and do don't a deep let fake. it confiscate everybody's phones in the stadium. <laughs> it's through like a deep fake of her. Like, oh, I'm at the hospital. I'm okay. Thank you for your support, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I was just and I hate that my mind goes there. I know that says something about me, but uh, immediately when she's 200 feet in the air, I'm like, man, if she tri and I know they, they there were a lot of precautions, but if she somehow trips and falls. They're gonna not. What do they do? Who who do they just split the title? Because I don't think you can continue playing with an international superstar Deceased. has just died. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, not that anybody listens to uh, Wake Up War Chant for that. And by the way, Brady didn't see him at all during the game. Came in for the halftime show, sang every song. Huh. To the okay. point where I had to tell him to be quiet. People were trying to listen to the halftime show. Okay. He knew them all. Shout out! Shout out, Brady Clark. Yeah. Yep. So as I was watching the game, I was thinking about our guy Mark down in Naples who asked about, mm. you know, the Super Bowl, those quarterbacks, the quarterback here in Tallahassee. Um, I don't know. The, those offenses were quite effective, quite high octane. And you think about what this quarterback is. And I don't know. I don't know if I was thinking more about the excitement I have for this upcoming season or just how legitimate maybe actually Jordan Travis can be uh, of an NFL prospect if you know, because Jalen Hurts, I know Jalen Hurts is a much more physical specimen, but Jalen Hurts had concerns about accuracy, arm strength, yeah. things like that, and, um, you know, reared its head at a bad time for him. But otherwise, he played quite well uh, in, in a really big-time situation. I was just like, man, you know, this – the running of the ball, though, I, I, you know, he made it through a season, though, so maybe that, that needs to kind of also be taken off of his sort of cons list, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, Man, Flores has got a really good quarterback, and the and the game is evolving and changing, and it and it seems to be tilting more and more in his favor. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I was trying to take away from watching the game to bring to this show to talk to the folks about Florida State. I don't know. Just the way you see the quarterback play at the next level, uh, the way offenses are structured for guys. It seems like Jordan's skill set, you know, is is going to continue to be really difficult to defend against. There's no reason to think it's going to take a step back all of a sudden and why would it maybe even take a step back when it comes to playing on Sundays other than maybe arm strength right yeah and I don't I don't know what will happen on Sunday it literally seems like an absolute crapshoot here we are I don't know what 50 years into the NFL draft and they still seemingly have no real I no. real idea who's going to be good and who won't 
Um, even now, like all the advanced scouting, all the analytics, they get it right half the time. They get it wrong half the time. Um, but Jordan Travis on Saturdays, and I guess, you know, a Sunday against LSU, a Friday here and there, uh, is a really good college quarterback. By the way, he was out there, huh? He and yeah. Trey Benson were out there. They yeah. uh, got flown out there. Good for them. I was gonna come uh, that's cool. That was going to be the second part of my uh, oh, okay, sorry. show going. But, yeah, but, but going back to Jordan for, for this year, uh, yeah, man, he's a he's a great quarterback in a really good system. And these, those good systems are hard to stop. Hard to stop. Good systems with great quarterbacks can almost feel impossible to stop at times. Like, you're watching the Chiefs, and you're like, what are the Eagles supposed to, other than sack Mahomes, what are they supposed to do? And there were also times, a lot of times in that game, actually, where you're looking at the Eagles and go, what are the Chiefs yes. supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, when Jay, when Jalen Hurts can throw the ball like that, and then, you know, if it's third and two, you know what they're doing. They're going to get in that 1911, 1930, hand it to Red Grange and just push them up the middle. I mean, it was nuts, and it worked every time. They should have just done that the whole way down the field. Um, but so you see that and you're like, yeah, man, defense in this in modern era is very, very hard when you're facing a good quarterback. When you're facing a quarterback that understands the system and can perform in the system like those two can, like Jordan Travis can, um, and, and name, name other quarterbacks around the country in college football, it's really, really hard to stop, man. And uh, you just, you know, I, I would be, again, I know we're eight, nine months away from the season starting, uh, they will average somewhere, if he's healthy, they should average somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 points a game. And if you're averaging 40 points a game, you're winning a lot of games. He, that's how good he is. You think about Jordan Travis post-NC State. He was as good as anybody in the country. I know he lost Clemson. They scored, what, 28 against Clemson. Should have been 35. Um, then scored, what, 40 or more against everybody else. And, and didn't really get slow, slowed down by anyone. Um, that's that. I, that's what I expect. I expect the second half of 2022 to carry on over because that's how well he was playing. Yeah, I just I, I try to imagine because I I saw I bumped into somebody like on Sunday at the at a at a big box a big box store what? is that what they call them big box store no like a hardware store. Um, and you were at was, a hardware store. Yeah, I went to Home Depot. Whatever. Shout out Home Depot. Okay, Lowe's. What were you getting? I, we're doing the bathroom renovation. I had to go get some uh, light switches and stuff for uh, oh, nice, some, man. some upgrades right. that I'm doing here. And any PVC like, pipe or anything? No, no PVC pipe. We're not, the, okay. the plumbing's fine. It's all aesthetics. Okay, Walls, right, tiles, things of that nature. But it's like, so I, he's like, I, I didn't hear your W's and L's on the Jeff Cameron show. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not on the Jeff Cameron show. The Jeff Cameron right. show is 1 to 3 o'clock right. Uh, right here on War Chant TV as well as 93.3 FM. But I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm like, I, I feel they'll probably slip up somewhere, but I just feel they're going to be better. They got better talent, and they're just better coach, and probably everywhere they're going to go against. And there was one play, like I think on the first drive the Eagles had, that I'm like, I wonder if there's a Florida State fan that's watching this. I wonder like what their reaction is. They're they're celebrating the greatness of the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, or if they're like a Chiefs fan, they're like, this is ridiculous. This is so lucky. Like it, it was a total pure RPO. Uh, he he's riding like the the slow mesh handoff almost hurts, but then decides nope, there's no, we can't run it, so I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna throw it now, and he's about to throw it. And he's like nope, nobody's open downfield, so you've taken away the run, you've taken away the pass. But then Jalen Hurst just tucks it and runs for like eight yards, and then I think they yeah. scored a play or two later, and that is just <laughs> as a guy that won like the Chiefs to win, but wasn't totally 
passionate about it. I'm like, that is so maddening to watch. And I'm like, that's what Jordan Travis said to everybody that was an Oklahoma fan. That's what Jordan Travis does to everybody that was a Florida fan the yeah. Friday after Thanksgiving. And, you know, I, I'm not nearly as homerish as I used to be, but I have to, like, learn to love it and embrace it because not only are you winning, but you're winning in such a way that has to just absolutely drive opposing fans up a wall. And it's totally legal and everything, right? I mean, you're, it's, I don't, it's not gimmicky. It's just simply like, all right, we've got a play. We have an opportunity to make a play, move the ball down the field. You have every opportunity to stop us. You can try to sack me. You can play. You can have great coverage. You can knock our guys off their routes. But man, you know when you're playing these offenses, it seems so difficult to defend against. And you just think about this guy with another season under his belt. Now the mind starts wandering a little bit, core. The mind just starts wandering a little bit. Good place. But to the guy's question, I was like, yeah, they'll probably get tripped up somewhere. But he was okay with it. He wasn't upset when I told him that. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you go into every game, as long as you got the starting quarterback healthy, you're going to go have the best quarterback on the field uh, and maybe the best player on the field. That's always a good place to start. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at modern co- modern football in general, not just – you remember how it used to be? Like it used to be back before my time, if you were a great scrambling athletic quarterback, um, you were going to – you could play quarterback in high school like Peter Warwick, but – and when you got to college, you're going to be moved somewhere else. And again, I'm not here saying that Peter Warwick should have played quarterback at Florida State. He clearly chose the right position and was really good at it. But that's how it was. Like, oh, he's a great athlete, but he's not a quarterback. Let's put him. Uh, let's he let's put him out wide, or let's make him a safety, or let's make him a wide receiver. Well, that doesn't happen anymore in college football. But it still used to happen from college to the NFL. Like occasionally, it'd be even Jalen Hurts yep. when he was coming out. People were like, yeah, I don't know. He's probably going to be a tight end. He can be a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. You look at the NFL, and there, like I was talking about, there just aren't statues anymore. The days of Drew Bledsoe, they're few and far between. Like Mahomes was as close to a statue as he can ever be because of his ankle, but he could still move. It's just because they finally realized if you can get a guy like that can throw, obviously you have to throw, but you can run a little bit too or run a lot in Jalen Hurts' case. You are almost impossible to stop. If you can make plays in the passing game, you are almost impossible to stop. And I think that that's where you look around the country in college football. Jordan Travis, there are going to be some guys that probably throw it better than him. There aren't guys that throw it better than him that can run like he can, though. The, the, the dual threat aspect of Jordan Travis, I think, is probably the best in the country. Um, and I don't know that it's close. I, maybe the kid at Washington, I don't know if he runs a ton. He's a big kid. But Jordan Trav, that, that, there, aren't, there aren't many quarterbacks in the country that can beat Florida like he did with his legs and just crazy highlight reel plays and then throw for 400 the next game and not really use his legs much at all. Same way, beat LSU didn't really use his legs much at all. Like That's, that's what the beauty of this, this kid is now is that he can beat you from the pocket, and he does most of the time. But, man, it's third and three at, your, at the other team's seven-yard line. It's pretty cool to know you have that, that bullet in the chamber where you can be like, ah, I'm just going to run a quarterback draw. Pretty good chance if he doesn't score, he's at least getting the first down. Um, he's, you look, man, this is, what, this is what quarterbacking looks like in modern college football and modern football overall, I think. Maybe not 6'1", six, six like Jordan is. You're still going to want guys that are bigger, like the, the Josh Allens of the world. But what's Jalen Hurts, six foot? Right? Bryce oh, Young's about Jaylen. to be a first-round pick. He's 5'11". 
Like I, I, Kyler Murray again, maybe not the greatest example because he wasn't good this year. But the, it, it's they've gone away from six five, two hundred thirty pound, can't move quarterbacks. Like if there's a great one out there, they'll still take a Peyton Manning clearly. But look at all these quarterbacks that are coming up, man. They are Joe Burrow can move. Yeah, like he's not a statue. You know, Josh Allen clearly isn't a statue. Who did the Eagles beat in the? Uh, oh, they beat the Forty Nine. Well, that hey, doesn't Brock even Purdy. count. Brock Purdy was able to, you know. Improvise not that game, but to get them to that yeah. point. Yeah, you got to move. You got to be able to move. And Jordan Travis is uh man. He's just he's I you know I know it's what are we in February twelfth, February thirteenth. Um, happy Valentine's yes. Day, yes. early Valentine's Day, yeah. to everyone. Um, but yeah, I know it's we still got seven months almost till the football season starts. But you watch games like that with those two quarterbacks, and again, clearly Jordan Travis isn't yet in the same stratosphere as those two. Mahomes might end up being the best that's ever done it. Um, he's certainly on his path five years in to accomplish everything he's accomplished. But, um, you know, Jordan Travis can really play the position, man. And Florida State is lucky to have him for one more year. Vitamin Energy is on a mission to make the world healthier and more productive by providing convenient access to vitamins and energy to people on the go all in one shot. Courtesy of our friends over at vitaminenergy.com that are FSU alums, they're offering up the great promo code of WarChampBogo, WarChampBogo, to our listeners here on Wake Up WarChamp. So if you go to vitaminenergy.com, throw something in your cart, put that promo code WarChampBogo in there, uh, you'll get an item for free. Vitamin Energy is made in the USA with globally sourced ingredients. There is no sugar, gluten-free, non-GMO, and gives you the energy boost that you crave without any of the crash. They also got some new flavors coming our way, Corey, so I'm stoked. All right. Stoked All right. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. I did a shot of the Mood Plus. I went to the, to the depot, and I stepped in a huge puddle because it rained for like 36 hours straight in, in Tallahassee over the weekend. I wasn't even upset. For real. Like I, I'm like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. I stepped in a puddle. Now my, my shoes are soaking wet, and it's 50 degrees out and raining. But I actually wasn't that upset. So and I was going to say, you even started this show off saying you were going to be a contrarian. And I was like, oh, here we go again with Aslan. Oh, wait. Or you said old man shaking fist at Cloud. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, it, we haven't been there yet? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, well, then never mind. I was going to say, hey, man, it's really working. I didn't even think you were uh, being a contrarian. Well, it's like Monday. I did this on Saturday afternoon. So it's oh, know, okay. Gotcha. It's seven gotcha. or more hours, not seven or more right. days of it. So. Right. <laughs> Understood. Give it a shot. VitaminEnergy.com. Promo code WARCHAMP, B-O-G-O. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Corey, so you mentioned it earlier, and I, I kind of you know stopped in your tracks. Appreciate you letting me do some steering of the ship here. When you think about this upcoming season, any kind of potential 
I don't want to call it issue, but the thing that can maybe trip up Florida State. I saw the tweet, the collective, shout out to them. I mean, what up, the battle's end. Give them give a shout out. I guess flying out Jordan Travis and Trey Benson private, it looked like. I, mm. I, I haven't seen, I've never seen anything like that on Southwest. So I don't know, maybe there's a special section right. of the planes uh, that I haven't seen yet. I mean, they flew two of these kids out on a private jet to go to the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of guys that are part of the collective. So I don't know, maybe maybe there'll be a rotation. They'll get they all get to do some cool things. I don't know what will top flying private uh, to the Super Bowl. Maybe somebody'll be able to fly private to the Masters. Maybe this is part of the the reason that people just understand and get that there's a a, a totem pole. There's a a yeah. social strata, right? Like the off the second string offensive lineman realizes the quarterback makes the money he makes because of what he does. Maybe Brendan Gant realizes Jordan and Trey get to take the private jet to Phoenix because they're the leading yards per carry dude in the conference and the top returning quarterback. But like, are these sort? Is it is it the human aspect of these guys being twenty one, twenty two? These sort of outside potential distractions, or do you think it will just? would be the things that would maybe be the biggest impediment to success for Florida State this upcoming season, or will it be the, the way they play football? I mean, will it just be simple execution, game preparation, or do you think it'll be some more of the off-the-field noise and, and sort of things that might be a little bit different this time around? Yeah, so you're saying, you're asking, like, would, would that create some jealousy and envy in a locker room? Well, not necessarily, but, like, this is what's going on now, man. Like, these are all the th- – and it's awesome. And, and we're eight months away from a football game, so they're not going to – he's not going to throw an interception against LSU because he was in Phoenix partying with Trey Benson. But, I mean, you know, you, you it's like the Rocky Three part of the movie, the first part of Rocky Three, right? Like, you're – you're not in the. You're not in the. The clubber Lang is walking. Is running down the alleyway like you know, shadow boxing for his life, and like you're wearing nice suits and and hanging out with the Muppets and stuff. You know, I don't know. It could be tough to maybe keep the the eye of the tiger, if you will. <laughs> right. Um. No, I don't. I don't put. It's that a much Monday. Stock. I'm trying to fill a show. I got guys. you, man. Get off I my got back, you. Everybody. Uh, I I don't put that much stock into that aspect of it. Um. Because I don't doubt that Trey Benson and Jordan Travis are going to work hard. Um, I think on some teams that that two guys being in a private plane with their other teammates or in Tallahassee, um, wishing they were in that private plane, could create a little animosity. I don't know that those two players in particular would elicit that kind of reaction from their teammates. I think, and again, this is me not completely knowing the dynamics in that locker room because I'm not in that locker room. But I feel like those guys understand who Jordan Travis and Trey Benson are. And they carry themselves in a way where I do think there's a lot of, man, good for them vibes. That's cool that they got to do that. When I'm there next year, when I'm a senior, or when I'm the highest paid collective, I want to go do something like that too. Like it's a carrot to chase maybe. I don't know. Like a guy that battles in but is a – is a guy that hasn't done much. And let's just use Rodney Hill, for example. Rodney Hill might look at that and be like, man, yeah, I want to go to the Masters, or I want to go to the Super Bowl in 2024 when the Falcons are playing. Uh, and then, because he's a Georgia kid, he wants to go see the Falcons play. Naturally, um, naturally. So, uh, so, yeah, so that's what, the, so he he has something to chase now. It's just part of, it's, it's odd, I get it. 
Um, I'm old. I'm older than you. It is kind of odd to think about these kids just being flown out there to watch the Super Bowl. Um, but good for them. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine they had a bunch of tickets. It's the Super Bowl. So maybe they had a drawing, Aslan, yeah. and it just so happened that Jordan Travis and Trey Benson won it. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm a little bit of a grumpy guy shaking his fist. I just, you know, when it, the guy came up to me and asked me the other day, like, you know, you think they're going to run the table? I'm just like, I don't know, man. There's going to be something that's going to trip them up. I just, yeah. you know, I still think they can win the conference. I still think they can maybe even sneak into the playoff. I'm not saying, you know, just because they won't run the table doesn't mean those things are off the uh, out of their reach. But it's just... These things, you know, life isn't a fairy tale, and this team almost feels like a fairy tale right now. I'm not trying to bring anybody down with this sort of stuff, but, like, you know, we talk about them just looking pretty much unstoppable on offense, and, I mean, they did to a large degree, but, like, you know, just it's something, you know, teams trip up, and I just wonder, like, what will be, you know, the cause of that. I feel like if they lose one game, it's because they lost one game. Now they go lose four or five games this coming season, then it's then it could be, you know, some sort of, disharmony in a locker room or sure. that kind of stuff. But yeah, they lose like, yeah, they lose one game. It's not going to be because of, you know, a, a kid being able to have like a really once in a lifetime experience. And, you know, let's I mean, you beat Miami, whatever, 45 to three or, uh, and you beat Florida, you know, you should be able to go have some fun. You should be able to yeah. go have some fun. And think about like those USC teams in the two thousands. What do you think? And that was when the, there were the Rams weren't even back in LA. Like USC was it. Will yeah. Farrell was on the sidelines. Um, they were the to- the toast of the town. What were those guys doing in the offseason? Like, wh- I-, I assume they went to Lakers games. I assume now back then it wasn't. They would probably have to hide a little bit because they couldn't be seen sitting on. Oh, where'd you get those seats, Reggie? How- who paid for those? Like like it is now. But clearly they were out living the life of being stars in Southern California. In uh, so and that didn't seem to hurt those guys. They did all right. They won two straight national titles and almost won a third. And then I think about um, taking the game. I shouldn't bring this up, but the game that the Bra- when I, I took Brady to the Braves Dodgers playoff game, and we left in the seventh inning uh, because they were losing, and then they came back to win. As we pulled up to my house in the driveway, the Braves got the game winning hit. Brady, Brady still doesn't still doesn't forgive me for that. But we never talked about Chip Carey r- leaving I, you guys either. That's kind of weird, man. I can't. Leave I didn't like. Well, he's from St. Louis, no, so uh, so I, I get it. It's his hometown. Uh, but uh, weird story with Chip Carey too. Like he did. He's told the story before. You know, he's Harry Carey's grandson. No. But he had such a non-relationship with Harry Carey. And I think, you know, look, I know Harry Carey's beloved, but this is a story that really pains you. Um, he was at, he happened to be in Arizona with a travel baseball team. And Harry Carey was out there watching his, uh, another grandson play in a baseball game. And it just happened to be at the same park. And Chip Carey walked by when he was 14 or 15 years old and waved at Harry Carey and said, hey, and Harry Carey just said, hey, back. And Chip Carey could notice immediately that Harry Carey had no idea who he was. Oh. And this was when Harry, it wasn't when Harry Carey was 90 years old. Harry Carey was 60. He just had no relationship with his grandson. And then the head coach of Chip Carey's team went over to Harry Carey and told him, hey, man, just so you know, that's your grandson, man. And then, you know, Harry Carey's like, oh, I'm oh, so sorry. But I'm, hey! Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. what's with the sombrero? Hey, uh, but, I mean, that's, I mean, that just really breaks your heart, man. Yeah, and so, anyway, I know he's a good guy. I've eaten at his restaurant. I guess he's a good guy. But that, that rubbed me the wrong way about Harry Carey, man. Like, come on now. That's family. You didn't, you cared so little about your son, Skip, that you don't even know what his son looked like. But, anyway, um, so going back to this Braves game. So, we were at the game. 
this is in the middle of the season. This is October now. And I've told you this story before, but two rows in front of us sitting in the left field seats is Stetson Bennett. This is the middle of a week. Uh, I think it was a game week. It might have been Florida game week. And he's sitting two rows in front of us watching the Braves game. And he, you know, seemed to work out Dialed all right in. for Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just saying they're allowed, especially in February, they're allowed to go fly to a Super Bowl and, and have some fun. Uh, shout out to our subscribers over on the warchant.com Tribal Council. We'll do a live show Thursday. We'll probably do some sort of midweek Renegade Express mailbag. Uh, but like all the questions that were asked to us, you know, played out in reality. Like they weren't hypotheticals. We actually got to see what happened. Uh, Mike Norvell, like, why hasn't he got a contract extension? Sure <laughs> enough, he gets a contract extension. Yep. I think somebody asked us about, maybe it was at random underscore John, I was asking us about finances. Are we concerned? Uh, when we You see the amount of money that, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are yeah. going to have to pay to get in the SEC, and they weren't able to do it. And then sure enough, lo and behold, like at the 11th hour, you know, Fox agrees to – an early exit or the big 12 and Fox yeah. and ESPN all get together and they is a hundred million dollars for both schools combined, uh, Texas and Oklahoma to leave and, and join the sec, I guess in time for the playoff expansion. Right. Um, awesome. Like I just, they're like the, almost the equivalent of Cobra Kai, the sec. I just, I need to see someone sweep the leg. Like everything just go, comes up roses for them all the time. And I don't know, like, will, will I just, Will I embrace it? Like, will we all just embrace it, Corey, when we, if we ever get the lifeboat sent out? Like, will we just be like, oh, this is what it's like to always have things go our way now, and yeah. it's cool. Like, we deserve this. We're a blue blood. We're in the SEC. You do what we say. We say jump. You say how high. That's just how it goes. Or, like, will it feel dirty for a little bit? Because I was so pissed off. I was like, really? Like, Oklahoma, Texas, there, it, it seemed like it was dead in the water. I mean, Pete Thamel's reporting it. I think even Greg Sankey made a statement that made it sound kind of conciliatory about, like, yeah, we're not going to be able to make it happen. And then, sure enough, like 24 hours later, the, the seas part, and then everything works out for the SEC. They get their two awesome programs out of the Big 12 to join in time for the playoff. Just, I want to see them humbled. I want to see them humbled. Or do I just want to see us be in the conference and then I'll feel better about it, Corey? I think the latter, man. And uh, it's going to be interesting. So uh, the Big Ten, the, the next move is their move. Um, and how, what what schools left out there do teams really want? Like most of them are taken by the Big Ten in the in the SEC. I, I would say Clemson, Florida State, Oregon, Washington, Notre Dame, probably Miami. Yeah. Maybe That's North it. Carolina. Yeah, but they don't matter yeah. in football, yeah. do they? Have they ever mattered in football other than Lawrence Taylor? They right. don't matter. So when you're talking, and they've never won they a could, championship. Though. They could, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So I think, the and I've said this before, but the What if way, Jeff Saturday goes there? What if Jeff, Jeff Saturday well, that goes there to rehabilitate the, That changes the game. Group. That okay. changes the narrative for sure. Right. Then you've you got to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I, I say that it, when the Big Ten makes a run at Florida State, because they would be idiots not to. For the reasons I pointed out in that article a couple weeks ago, the, just again, you can roll your eyes at YouTube numbers, but Florida State fandom is next level. They are getting twice as many views as Clemson fans give their team, twice as three times as many views as Miami, ten times as many views as whoever else. They, they, they are a, a program that matters, and they get huge ratings. And when they're good, they can raise the brand of your entire conference. And the Big Ten has, what, won one championship in – what, 25 years? 
26 yeah. years, something like that. Two, oh, one. Yeah. Ohio State's won one, right? Yeah, I think somebody like, like try to correct me and say that I forgot one that they won here somewhere down the I line. I mean, Michigan here. won in 97. Well, they won in 2002. They beat Miami, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, so that's they right. So they've won, the yeah, so they've won two in the last 20 years. You can say one uh, team. Only one team in that yes, conference has right. won. Yeah, you're right. There's been one team in the Big Ten that's won. You have two teams that actually have any chance at all. Uh, it, it is re- The Big Ten should do, be doing everything it can to get Florida State and Clemson. And when that happens, the powers that be in the SEC do not want Florida State and Clemson to go to the Big Ten. Because that makes, when you think about the Big Ten having Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Florida State, and Clemson, well, that's on par with the SEC. Imagine Florida State and Clemson with Big Ten money. That's kind of scary. It's also scary about Miami, too. But so the SEC does not want that to happen because then you have a viable, real threat to your uh, dominance. So that's what has to happen. But when will it happen? When will it happen? Who? Because didn't they they negotiated down the buyout, right, to get Oklahoma and Texas in there earlier? I think that's what it was, yeah. Um, so they will do the same. Maybe not now because that stupid grant of rights isn't out for 13 years. But when it's down to seven or eight years and say then you owe $250 million, to, let's say you owe, what, $240 million to break the contract. Well, what if you told the powers that be in the ACC, we'll give you 150 right now, right now. And then you can get that money up front right now. They might take that instead of waiting eight more years to get and not get paid at all. You know what I mean? So there, there, are, there are going to be some things behind the scenes that happen, in my opinion, in the next three to four, two to three, four years, where Florida State will be in play for one of those conferences. I would prefer the SEC because all that's drivable. Right. And I, I hope that happens. I it's really do. Cult, and you just it's don't a want better to be cultural in, fit. It's a better yeah, man, cultural all fit. All that. Is, but, you know, and you don't want to get caught kind of what happened 30 years ago when you were always a better fit for the SEC, but you're like, ha-ha, we, we're going we're gonna to go to another conference, and you're going to lament the day, you're going to rue the day you didn't have us in your conference. And for a while they did, until they didn't anymore. I don't know that you want to do that, because I think even now, Florida State fans, and I know I was one of them back in the 90s, that still wished out, I still wish they had gone to the SEC. It just, you know, Virginia on a sleepy Saturday, Duke, it just doesn't feel like real football. And I used to make fun of the Ray CC on Raycom growing up. Oh, look, it's Duke and Virginia again. This is an exciting game. And then I'd flip over to the SEC game. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of taught myself out of that when Florida State joined the ACC. No, it's a real conference. This matters. And Florida State was very good, obviously. But at the end of the day, I would still rather watch Florida State play Ole Miss than Minnesota. I'd still rather watch Florida State play Tennessee than even Michigan or Ohio State. All the, Well, those are even. But you only get Ohio State, Michigan every now and again. Most of the time, you're going to be playing Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern, Nebraska. I think it was those kind of schools. Wisconsin's whiskey. not bad. I mean, look, man, there are good programs there. Yeah. That's why they should be. I mean, I, I just Oregon and Washington for the Big Ten is great. Sure, whatever. That is not nearly. Um, it's just not nearly the impact that Florida State and Clemson would have. It just isn't. Oregon's never won a championship. Washington hasn't won one in 32 years, and they split that one. Meanwhile, Florida State and Clemson have won six in the last but since Washington won one. So you know, I just think that's that makes more of that that makes more of an impact, and it's better for your conference. But 
We'll see if it happens. How do we get on this, Aslan? How do we get on? Oh, because of the Oklahoma and Texas yeah, going early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's a that's a big deal. I'll that's take a huge the under. Deal. I'll take the under on your two, three, four years. I'll take the under on two years before there. There's no way this is all staying status quo for even 18 months. I don't think. I just I can't imagine a 12 team playoff on the horizon. Although I don't know, maybe ESPN wants to keep. The ACC intact, so it's not just two conferences gobbling up all twelve of the spots. ESP, but you then think it's ESPN like, cares? I, don't I know, know ESPN wants the twelve want best ratings, and yeah, Florida State ratings. and Clemson being in those spots uh, is going to help that out. So I, I just I I don't know. Check out Regal. I'm sure Regal Knowles probably got a thread pinned somewhere on the right. Tribal Council yeah, no about lie. it, about what's going on. But uh, we'll keep our ear to the ground, all that kind of stuff. We'll also be out in uh, Pensacola later today. Irish show fellow myself. Uh, talking to head coach Mike Norvell as he begins his booster tour. So nice. if you're on Pensacola, uh, come say hi to us. I, I, apparently we're driving six hours there and back to talk to our guy for like 12 minutes because yeah. I guess we're not even really allowed, as me- which fine, I'm not complaining. Uh, but I guess it's not media. There's no media access to the uh, portion of it. So if you got a cell phone out there, pull it out, send it to us. Mm. I'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout out on the program. MyBookie.ag, use the promo code WARCHAM for an instant cash deposit bonus. Football season's over, but future bets are out there. They're already getting ready for next season. They're saying it could be a rematch of next year. So if you want to get in on that, you can go over to MyBookie.ag, get your future bets in on the Super Bowls uh, participants for next season. They even got who can be the first overall pick of the draft now as we turn ahead to the draft. Pro Day not that far away. We'll be covering that as well this offseason, keeping you guys entertained. But in the meantime, everything you could possibly want to gamble on and have fun with is over at mybookie.ag. Live betting, casino, uh, futures, as I mentioned. It's all there. Promo code WARCHANT gets you an instant cash deposit bonus. Use it. Give it a shot. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere over at mybookie. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, speaking of the aforementioned Irish O'Fell, he wrote a solid column and i saw i wasn't going to read it but then i saw you endorsed it on twitter Corey. that's all you needed you're you're my thought you're my thought leader i'm like if Corey says it's all right i'll open my brain to this sort of stuff i'm sure ira appreciates that sentiment you only read stuff that i tell of his that i tell you to read (laughs) um really sobering read really crystallizing read as well though i mean ira laid it all out there uh, some of the reasons why florida state is in the malaise they are what basketball can they, basketball correct yeah. correct what they could possibly do moving forward i i just can't believe that was their fifth straight loss at home and then if yeah. if you go back like there was like what that four or five year run there where they only lost six games they were like 70 something and six at home yeah and, and you've lost five in a row it, it comes down to roster configuration there's some other theories out there again check out that column over on wordchant.com how how do you if you're Michael Alford, you know what do you say in your kind of exit interview, if you will, when you're you're talking to Leonard Hamilton when the season's over? Because you know Michael Alford's got 
I don't want to say bigger Fisher Fry, but he's obviously focusing so heavily on football. He's giving baseball a lot of love and attention. So I wonder how much of the basketball pro- program is one of those things where he's like, I-, I appreciate what Leonard does. I can trust Leonard. He's a pro's pro. He can run the program the way he wants. I'm going to trust him to get this thing fixed. Or how much of it is we need to maintain this level of marketability and excellence across all of our major sports properties, if you will, to to be marketable when this next round of expansion comes out. And basketball is a huge part of this. Um, and, you know, what is your roadmap to getting this thing back? Like, does, does Leonard have another one left in him? Is would Leonard be arrogant to almost be like, what are you, what are you coming to me for? I've been here for twenty something years. I've look what this place used to be. Look what I made it. Look what I made it over into again. I can do this kind of thing. I mean, how difficult of a situation do you think it is right now to, to determine how you want to proceed right now? If you're if 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 you're Michael Alford, if you're Leonard Hamilton right now, because this program is, I don't want to say broken, but man, they are nowhere near uh, being anything remotely competitive and. Uh, proudly uh, bearing the the sort of accolades they had just, you know, two years ago. No, it's an embarrassment where it is right now. Um, And, you know, you look at five straight losses at home. They have not done that since 1982. Um, They have 18. I looked all this up, folks, because I was bored on Saturday watching that nonsense. I'm like, let's see how bad this really is. Um, They've lost 18 games. The school record is 21 games. Jeez. Um, so they're going to break that record unless they somehow find a way to win at Clemson, beat North Carolina. Um, they got another tough game, win at Virginia Tech. I mean, w- win the ACC tournament. I mean, they're, th- there's, there's no way they're not breaking the school record for losses or at least tying it. Um, that, there, there's no excuse for this. None. Um, last year, they had a built-in excuse that they got hurt, they, and they did suffer injuries. Polite and Osborne were huge injuries. But this year, you knew you didn't have them. And yes, you. I mean, as Ira pointed out in the column, where's your program at? Where your pro, where your team hinges on a center, a transfer center from the Ivy League. Like, yes, Jalen Ganey would have helped a lot. He was the two-time defensive player in the year in the Ivy League. Um, he would not have made this team a winning team. He would have helped defensively, but there are still so many deficiencies. Same with Cameron Fletcher. Yeah, that's a big loss. He was uh, your leading rebounder at the time, your second or third leading scorer, but. You know, those aren't losses that are just... It's not like you lost Trent Forrest and Devin Vassell. Yeah. Um, th- th- they were un- kind of largely unproven commodities, both of them. Um, this roster configuration just isn't... It- it's 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 on the coaches. Um, the way they play defense is on the coaches. So I think that's that's the... Um, that's the conversation. It'll, it'll be really interesting. As Ira pointed out, like everything's on the table. Number one... Leonard's intimated at it the last three or four times. He's really been kind of asked big picture about his program, but they've got to go to the portal. Um, and they and look, as Ira pointed out, golly, why don't you just have Ira on? All I'm doing is basically telling you what was in his column. But don't you give know, all Pitt, of it away. I'm just trying to tease a little bit to push no, to the but website. Like, but Pitt, the game, the team they lost to on Saturday, which we should point out fairly that they beat a couple of weeks ago crazily. But Pitt had four. Their four of their five starters were guys out of the portal. Um this past year. And the other starter was a guy that came in the portal the year before. So you can rebuild and rebuild quickly. It was a complete misjudgment for them not to go to the portal and get more than this. They got two guys out of the portal this year. Darren Green, who's a shooter and nothing else. Great shooter at times, but doesn't offer really much of anything else. 
in a, in a center from the Ivy League. Meanwhile, Pitt flooded their roster with starters while Leonard and his staff were busy recruiting freshmen that can't help you this year. Like, yeah, Chandler Jackson's a not, could be a nice player. Cameron Corrin, I think, is could be the best of the bunch. He might be a pro. He can't guard anyone. Not the not with the defense they play, but you have to play them. So you you bought you brought in no experience depth. You brought no in no ex, real experience talent, and it just you know it just hasn't worked out, man. I think they thought some of the guys that were, be, were going to be better, going to take bigger leaps than they did. But when you look at the program as a whole, it is not unfair at all to ask that some changes be some changes happen. And look, I don't think Leonard would be arrogant enough. Like you, you weren't suggesting this. You were just bringing it up like to say, you can't come at me. What are you talking about? Think of all the great things I've done, man. You are about to break the school record for losses in a year. So everything is on the table, buddy. You are getting paid too much money to have a product this bad. And the only reason I speak like this is because I, I know Leonard thinks that too. He does it in, in his, his quote after the game was great. Like he said, I spend every waking hour yeah. thinking of how to fix this, because man, he he had built he is a proud dude that had built a really good program, and he he was almost on top of the ACC, and now he's one of the worst teams in the country, and that's not what I mean. That's not what he that's this isn't how he wants to go out. He doesn't want to limp off into the sunset. You know, he wants to be on a you know a big bright, beastly steed, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so he and so it's you you want him to go out at least he's he probably at this point as far as it's sunk you you wonder how we could ever go out on top I don't know that that but you don't want him to go out on the bottom right and right now this is just I I don't think unless he decides to do it I don't think his firing is on the table I don't think he's going to be asked to leave and quite honestly I don't think that would be fair I do think it's fair if you're his boss, to ask what changes are going to be made. How are we going to be more competitive this year? Or next year, I'm sorry. What changes are going to be made? And 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 go from there. Because this is unacceptable. And it's not like I'm spe- speaking something that isn't true. I mean, Leonard would agree too. This is completely unacceptable, man. You're about to lose 20 games in a college basketball season. Three years ago, you were going to be a number two seed in the tournament. And you won the ACC championship. A year after that, you had you got to the Sweet 16 and had a, the number four pick in the draft, and then here you are. What are we two two years removed from that? And you're on your way to losing 21, 22 games, and can't guard anyone. Like that's the other thing. That's what I was thinking about when I was watching that game, and I I texted some numbers to Ira too. Like they are 324th in the nation in rebound margin. They are 320th and out of 350 teams in the country, folks, not out of a thousand. Out of 350 teams, they are 324th in rebounding margin. They are like 320th in scoring defense, 320th in three-point percentage defense. Just embarrassing numbers. Like, when would a Florida, even if you're not all that talented, which the basketball team this year clearly isn't, you can still play hard and try hard. And it doesn't seem like that. Like, you can still play gritty and not be one of the worst defenses in the country, not get out-rebounded by everyone. But they do. And and again, I also don't want to put all the blame on the players. Yes, they're not all that talented. Yes, sometimes they, they have defensive lapses and don't seem to try. But when you switch one through five and you make your kind of slow-footed 6'10 freshman center try to guard point guards in the ACC, well, what do you know? They get a lot of wide-open looks all over the court. And you will not change. 
you will not adjust to your personnel and you continue to get lit up like you still got Trent Forrest switching with Fionnu Cabangeli or Kumaji and guys that could actually guard center, guard guards a little bit. You're still playing the exact same way and you're getting absolutely lit up and nothing changes and it's infuriating to watch, but it is what it is. Uh, infuriating is too strong a word. Disappointing, frustrating, um, and but the season will be over soon enough, I guess. And hopefully... He can go get in the portal. He's got to get some portal. He's got to get some guys I in the mean, portal. He has to, right? That's the only. That's the only. And I mean, he quite talks frankly, about every available waking moment. Think about fixing yes. it. This that was this is what caught me, man. In the quote from Iron here is that it's all I think about. Believe me, I understand where we are, but I also understand how to fix it. And all I think about is Bobby Bowden saying yep. that after two thousand four. Yep. And then he hired Mark McHale to be his offensive line coach. Yep. And like that was yep. and I'm like that I think that I it'll it, be man. interesting to see. I I get it. I hundred percent get it. And that's what I was saying. I uh, you know, I, I know there can be there there feel like there's maybe echoes of that time in football and how a once great coach who had built up a program, you can't let that you can't let the program slam into the side of a mountain. Well, in, in, in basketball's case, this year seems like an explosion in the side of a mountain already. But he, he doesn't get free reign to just coach until he's done. Not when these are the results. But, yes, I get it. Him saying, I know how to fix it. Well, good, fix it then. Because, um, you know. And it's a quick it fix, right? Like, you go to the portal and you become Pitt. Pitt was a joke. Pitt's competitive now. I mean, like, if. Yeah, but you, you look, look, man, we can say this now. Caleb Mills was a miss. That was not a good pickup. Yeah. There is a reason that Houston went to the Final Four the year he left. He left in December. Those guys went to the Final Four. Now they're number two in the country. Well, Sometimes that's not totally you, fair, but I, I, I understand. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't miss him. Right. No, they they didn't accurate. miss him, and he hasn't added anything to this program. And I'm not trying to kill the kid, but there, 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 there seem to be some players that would be addition by subtraction. Right. And... I just think there's a few guys on this team right now that don't maybe fit with the culture that had been built. And that this culture that it is now is unrecognizable to what we were so excited and proud about three years ago, um, two years ago even. And it just it's, it's really frustrating and saddening, really, to, to see it like this because, I mean, you know, Scotty Barnes was dunking on folks and guarding his butt off, and so was Anthony Polite and Osborne and those guys. Even the year after COVID, those guys played really hard and really well and won some big games and got to the Sweet 16, and this is just unrecognizable, man. They, they Pitt didn't even shoot well, and they score over 80 points. This is literally the worst defense of Leonard Hamilton's year, uh, tenure. We're 20 years in. It's the worst team of his tenure. And it wasn't like they got killed by the injury bug. You know what I mean? He didn't lose. I don't know that, that I mean, I, I don't even know that Ganey would have started. They didn't lose a ton of starters and, and minutes. And it just, you know, they just, it, it's sad. It's sad. And, I, and I, I really do hope it changes. The beauty is the portal is out there. But, but my point with the Mills thing is you've got to make good decisions in the portal. That's one thing we keep crediting Mike Norvell about, right? The yeah. great decisions he's made in the portal. Well, I wouldn't say that Leonard has knocked it out of the park so far in the era of the portal. And that has to change for them to become a winning team next season. Small favor, everybody. Go to our YouTube page later this evening um, and just like hit the thumbs up on the Mike Norvell video because 
Ira and I are driving six hours to go get it. First go. first person in there, just be like, I'm here. I'm here to, to help you, Aslan. And then I just and everybody can just like that comment. Like, no, you, you, don't, you all don't have to comment. Somebody jump in the comment section. Give some love to Ira and myself. And everybody hit the thumbs up on it. Hey, oh. and also be sure to go say hey to D.C. Reeves. He's the mayor. The mayor. Former War Chan alum. Well, D.C. Reeves is the mayor of well, Pensacola. First, I'll go hang out with the godfather, Ed Lemix. Mm. Then I'll go hang out with the mayor. Yeah, and tell them, yeah, tell them we said, hey, they should be there, right, yeah, Ed and Courtney? Not, I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, That will be going on over at WarChant.com this evening. In the meantime, the Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock, WarChant TV, as well as 93.3 FM. We'll be live, Corey and myself, Thursday, Corey, so put that on your calendar. We will be Thursday for sure. Yeah. Now, okay, all right. Might have to pivot. We might have to pivot. Corey. Just saying Brady might Brady might have a uh, base, a freshman base, a high school baseball game. Okay. On well, Thursday, so that's a good. Enough reason. I feel like those schedules are laid out in full before the season starts. No, they. <laughs> let me put it another way. Brady does have a high school baseball game <laughs> on Thursday. I do not know that I'll be here for it. Okay. Um, and also it might rain, okay. so there's some. Uh, there's some other extenuating circumstances. And also, before we go, just shout out real quick. Uh, Lonnie's team got off to a pretty good start, I guess. Come on. They uh, can't they, be losing softball a started. Come on, man. Losing I a know, Longwood, not, ladies. I know. Not, but they came back and got their revenge yeah. on Sunday. But they started out 4-1 and one with a really perplexing loss to Longwood uh, thrown in there. But uh, beat, Lipscomb, beat Lipscomb twice, beat Purdue, beat Longwood, and lost to Longwood. So... Four and one after five games, and they play uh, FAMU uh, in a doubleheader on Tuesday. Yeah, bat and ball season's here almost every. It is, so. man. Uh, the the baseball teams on Friday. They yeah. have their scrimmage and fan day on Sunday. Good stuff. Yeah, so check out WarChant.com for the latest. Again, we'll be live Thursday, maybe pivot, and then we'll do a Renegade Express somewhere in the midst of all this sort of stuff. So, but no show tomorrow because again, back from Pensacola late, everybody, and your boy will be mm. tired, and my. Bathroom probably will still be under construction, but I'm Can't not going to complain to you guys. You haven't been in the house in forever, Corey. We need to start doing shows in person again, man. I miss I it. I know. I, well, I just want to come see the new bathroom. I've been waiting until you got it renovated. And finally, it sounds like it's happening. <laughs> He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.